You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Jabril Peppers is maybe what's going on in New England. How about the slap heard all around the world, peeps? Are you Team Chris or are you Team Willie, 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 Fresh Prince Smith? I'm telling you right now, probably the greatest ever line I saw today was Will Smith is a bigger fan than me. I would never step up for some other man's woman. It's just phenomenal. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Dear Pat Station Podcast with Ray Route. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Producer Mike, guess what? I'm Ray Route. That means this is my podcast. And I'm here broadcasting to you from beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Producer Mike is coming to you from beautiful Boston-ish, Massachusetts, which I, apparently I say the state wrong all the time, but I don't care. Hey, Go check out the Dean Blundell show. I was on there today talking soccer Canada. Canada has qualified for the World Cup. Last time they were there, a month before I was born, which was 36 years ago, by the way, not 37. You want to let my wife know that because we had a legit argument tonight about how old I am. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Lots going on. Lots to talk about today. A lot of Patriot stuff. I want to talk a little bit about uh, how freaking scary the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be this year. I want to show you the craziest car accident, crash, whatever I've ever seen in my life. I want to share my draft that I did last week with producer Mike and see what he thinks. Uh, because it was a big hit on Twitter, not a hit on YouTube. So I'll be interested to see what, what he is. Very split. Uh, for today, the Twitter audience is smarter than the YouTube audience. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, or in an hour. Hey guys, tomorrow, tomorrow, guess what? Broke my own rule. We have got a member of the Boston media joining us from boston.com sports, Mr. Kyrie Thompson, one of the best in the business. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk a little bit of Red Sox. We're going to talk Chicago Bears because he is from Chicago. And uh, he used to be a paleontologist. So we're going to ask him some dinosaur questions. Why don't you get them going? Check out my website, rayroute.com, R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. Get uh, up to date with everything I got going down over there. Go to deanblundell.com. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, well, 124 podcasts and content creators over at deanblundell.com. I'm one of them. And uh, wrote a little piece today about the Cleveland Browns and someone giving up their season tickets because of Deshaun Watson. Check out uh, Newsbreak. Go to newsbreak.com. Look up Ray Route. You can find some of my original content over there. Uh, you can also find my original content on Halftime, the Halftime app. Download the Halftime app. Search me up, Ray Route. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be putting out some exclusive, that's right, exclusive Halftime content. Uh, so happy, so thrilled, so excited, so everything. 
to be uh, partnering up with the Halftime app. It's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash DPN Sports. If you want a front row seat to Mike and, and I screaming at each other on Friday nights, because it's the only night of the week that we argue on Friday nights, um, you can come check it out there. It's five bucks a month. You get uh, the live version of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. So right now, people are watching this live over on the Patreon channel. Uh, you get, so you'll get that live. You'll also get the um, you, uh, comments and questions answered on every podcast and you will uh, you get direct access to me. Come on, you guys know the pitch by now. If you're new to this channel, where you been? Why are you just hearing about the podcast for the first time? Let's turn this music down a little bit lower. And let's bring in the man, the legend, and definitely the myth in his own mind. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Producer Mike. Michael, what's going, what's going on? on, buddy? How are you? I'm good. How, about How excited are you about Kyrie Thompson coming tomorrow? I am super excited. Like I told you, I've got a Jurassic Pack shirt that I will be wearing. So I'm going to be wearing Toronto Raptors gear. I've already asked my daughter if I can borrow her hat because I like it the best because nice. uh, we need to represent tomorrow. Nice. Um, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, my wife and I had an argument today about how old, how old I am. I saw that. I'm 35, by the way, turning 36 in August. My wife thinks I'm 36, turning 37. I legitimately had to pull out the calculator and do 2022 minus 1986 to show her that I am 35 years old, currently turning turning 36 years old. So um, the Russian bots are in full effect, then, even in real life. Yeah, even in real life, the Russians are messing with me. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> And Mike, we screamed at each other on Friday night. What's with we, that? What's we did. With, I don't what's even What's with remember. our Friday night screaming? We were arguing about whether or not if the Patriots had the first overall pick again this year, whether we would take Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence. I don't even remember what I started yelling about or I don't know. Some, I, know some... that I, I know that I yelled back and I hurt my throat. I legit like hurt my throat <laughs> because I yelled back at you so angrily. I don't, and I was on the show for like 10 minutes. You'd already been running it for like 45 minutes. I showed up for like 10 minutes. We immediately just started screaming at each other. Yeah. Killed, uh, killed the entire mood of the stream. I, try, I tried to like rewatch it and I was like, what was I yelling about? I think I wasn't paying attention. Heard something like half one way, half the other. And was like, no, you're wrong. If there's anything you like, you never want to tell an Italian person. Never tell them they're wrong. I it's, think that you just get you just get all like pumped up when all the people are on screen, and it's like you have to just try to like one up me in front of everybody. Like when it's just us, you're like, oh, it's cool, we can just chill. We're just boys. But when other people are there, it's like you know what? Fucking, actually, I'm, pro I'm producer Mike. I need to show the fucking world who I am. I wish and that's then, what it was like, but I feel like when other people are on screen, I'm like, okay, I'll let everybody else talk. Unless somebody really takes me off. Do you know what the important thing is, though? What's up? We are who we are on screen, who we are on Twitter. We don't try to be edgy in some apps and not edgy on, on live streams or on podcasts or this or that. Like, we are who we are. Our content is what our content is. And you know what, Michael? There's too many fake people in this world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear you. That's that's the one thing I can't stand. If you if you told me to come on every night and said, Mike, just just say the opposite of what I say every night. Just come up with something to say the opposite of what I say. I, 
probably wouldn't do this because that's not who I am. Well, we kind of talked about that at one point and I said, hey, could you take the opposite effect of our guest? That's what I put out there. And you know what I mean? Just to play devil's advocate. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'll see what we can do. And we never even tried to pursue it because we're both just like, ah, fuck it. That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a difference between playing devil's advocate. And I will actually generally say like on air when I'm going to do that, like I'll play devil's advocate, but I'm not going to just spout devil's advocate as my opinion. And then, you know, let everybody think that that's wrong you and i have just in the last little while been the victim of 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 people who are one way in one place and and another way another place and we message each other about it and it it frustrates us yeah yep and it's like you know if you're gonna act this way here act like it everywhere don't try to pretend to be somebody you're not because what happens is when you start like acting different in all these different places, your true colors come out like just bright and everybody knows who the fuck you are. And it's, and I, I'm going to put something else down to it, dude. Sure. We had to experience something. I, I won't say when, cause I don't want to give any of it away, but mm-hmm. we, we experienced something and we were messaging about it. And yep. I kind of sat back and I thought about it. And I never thought these words would come out of my mouth. Yeah. But after having a discussion with some rational people in my life who tell me like it is, there's no like, oh, we take race side and just like they tell me how it is. Yeah. They all said to me, jealousy. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That's what they all said. They said, this just sounds like absolute jealousy. And I was like, okay, okay. But anyways, we hadn't had a chance to talk about it or put it on air yet since it's happened. Yeah. So I thought we would we would put it out here now for those of you who are wondering what we're not we're not going to get into it. But we just went through some stuff recently and I've had time to sit on it and let it stew a little bit, talk to some people about it, thought how should I address this situation because it really did piss me off and Mike knows it pissed me off because it's not often that I initiate the text messages with Mike. Yeah. So if I do, it's I'm pissed. Yeah. And, and uh, pe- people in my life just said to me jealousy. Yeah, and just just to back you up on that obviously because we're, you know, not mentioning names and we don't want to is it's Or the situation because we right. don't want we don't we don't want anybody. We don't need beef with nobody. That's all. Yeah. No, that nothing between you and I and you and I generally agreed. And when something ticks me off too, which is pretty rare in, in this fashion. Yeah. Yeah. It was somebody who came at us in a way that that's not even years ago. I had beef with Tyson. I don't know if you were around for them with, with master at work. Yeah. Yep. And the one place I'll give Tyson a lot of respect at least he was fucking direct about how he felt about me at that time. Right. You know right. what I mean? There was, it was a direct, like it was direct, like to the point that like him and I had to have a, like a, a serious talk about it to try to resolve this. And I, I, I always said, I never want to beef with him again, but at least with Tyson, I would say, you know, where you stand with that kid. You know what yeah. I mean? You know where you stand. You know, if you're in his good books, you know, if you're in his bad books. I mean, to the point that, like, when him and Mario started beefing, I was just like, I went to both of them, like, I'm not involved in this shit. I don't need yeah. you mad at me, because Mario will let you know where you stand. And I looked at yep. Tyson, like, I don't want you mad at me. Your shit has nothing to do with me. I, I fuck with both of you. And you know what? Tyson was really cool about it. He's like, dude, we're not in high school. I'm not going to tell you you can't be friends with this guy, because yeah. him and I don't like each other. I got to, you know, I know Tyson gets a bad rap from a lot of people. He, listen, 
he's a troll by by it's a bit of a character that he puts on he's really good at what he does in that standpoint but he's a really really decent human being i hope i'm not outing him by saying that but he actually really is a very decent human that that i connect with all the time and him and i have a lot of off-air chats and, and conversations and a uh, great guy but yeah no somebody else just that that i think we thought we were kind of cool with like we thought there was a connection there and we just we found you know it's just, it's weird it was just, it's just it's gotten fucking weird you admit it yeah Is yeah that the best yeah, way to say it? yeah it's gotten weird um we'll see we'll see what happens you, you know i think that's the best best way to put it yeah and it's not tyson <laughs> just because no. he would have already let you know if it was me all no, right let's get on yeah, I just wanted to clarify it's not me after the screaming match on Friday. Oh, no, Mike not? and I fucking scream at each other all the yeah, time. Sometimes yeah, he no. texts me or in the group chat, he pisses me off, and he knows when he pisses me off, and I'm just like, all right. I do some sarcastic piece from him, then I just ghost him for a couple <laughs> hours, and then we get over it. We argue we argue about nothing normal, like or nothing like serious. We argue about football. We've never had a serious argument about anything. It's like when Connor yeah. was here. Him and I never argued about anything serious. You know what I mean? We just just bicker we bicker yeah just just josh boys almost ended the friendship oh fucking josh that was the biggest fight we ever got and that almost ended the podcast that old tom brady ruined josh boys all right let's get into these patreon questions don't forget you can sure. drop your questions and comments on patreon.com slash dpn sports for only five bucks a month you can be a participant in every dear passage of podcast plus you get the live the live view plus you get direct access to me and what i forgot to say at the beginning you get the friday night hangout at 7 30 p.m eastern standard time for First question here comes from a comment that should say comes from Moises Carter, who says, "My Patriots brother Ray Route uh, are the New England Patriots, or the the New England Patriots need to pick up John Mechie and Odell Beckham Jr. Let's go, Pats Nation, and my Patriots family. Thank you, Moises, Patriots Nation in the house. Oh, yeah. um, listen." That's like my wet dream right there. And I know, I believe there's a couple of things about Odell. And I think it's in response to my video that I put out today. I'm not sure if you saw it, Mike, but I, I didn't watch it yet. I basically, the video is, I said, it's time. Like I've been somebody who like, we've been lusting over Odell Beckham Jr. as a fan base. Bill Belichick and Odell Beckham have been like flirting the idea. It's just yeah. time to make it happen. I kind of debunk all that he won't fit the Patriots way and all that BS, which I said, if he doesn't fit, then neither does Matthew Judon, neither did Kyle Van Noy, neither did Jamie Collins, all guys who contributed to the team. I would love Odell Beckham Jr. to come. Do I think he's going to be here? No, because Bill Belichick loves to disappoint me over and over again in that perspective not in other yeah. ways uh john mechie would be would be fantastic I, I don't think the patriots need to even use a first round pick for him no. i would use a second round pick i know people say he can fall to the third but i would use the second just to make sure that you can hang on to him uh but if they could get the both of them i mean if you got odell beckham jr and john mechie you'd have to figure out what to do with nelson Aguilar or jacoby myers one of the two but i would gladly pick those two guys up drop Nikhil Harry in either Aguilar or Myers Kendrick Bourne cannot be touched as far as I'm concerned no and it's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually just going to use this to kind of pump Kendrick Bourne's tires this kid's been working really hard uh posting to IG every day um I think we're going to see a huge second year leap out of Kendrick Bourne so let's not underestimate what we have there in-house um I would love this too, honestly. Odell, it could it could be time. I'm not gonna pump it too much, but it could be time. You know, he's coming off an injury. Um, he's a hard worker, so I don't buy any of that. He wouldn't fit the Patriots way, uh, type of thing. And obviously, 
Mechie, we've heard nothing but good things about him. Another guy who's probably going to fall because of injury. And yes, I would use a second round pick on him as well because I don't want him going anywhere else if he's available. So, And he's an Alabama guy. He's yep. a Mac Jones guy, right? Yep. And they had success together when they were there. So I think, you know, we've seen that sort of Tua and Jalen Waddell, uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Why not John Mechie? And I mean, Chris Olave and, and Mac Jones sounds a lot better, but I'll go John Mechie and Mac Jones. Moises, thank you so much for your comment, yeah. dude. Uh, Articular Pack 6 says, could we see the Pat sign Jabril Peppers? And I'm going to jump in just because this was actually one of the stories I wanted to cover today. Field Yates tweeted, the Patriots are hosting former Giants and Brown safety Jabril Peppers on a visit today per source. Peppers played for Joe Judge in 2020 to 2021, so there's familiarity already. The 26-year-old brings plenty of defensive versatility, something New England always covets. I think that that I tweeted out today that I think that this would be a, one of those ultimate Patriots moves. It would be like yep. Adrian Phillips all over again. I would love to see the Patriots bring in Peppers. I know that he's not, you know, he's he's not uh, Matthews. You know, he's not going to come in and, and be this the best safety in the league. But yeah, he brings a lot yeah. of versatility. He can stop the run. He can cover the running back. You, the Patriots need to get smaller. We've talked about that. They can't yeah. go with the big boys all the time. Kyle Duggar is probably one of the exceptions of the big boys they can go to out of the box from the secondary. Yeah, and, I, yep. and obviously, Jawan Bentley there for the run. He played really well until he got injured uh mm -hmm. i think bringing in jabril peppers you have guys like adrian phillips you've now brought in mac wilson who uh we will get into because bill belichick here let me tell you what bill belichick thought i was said about mac wilson today he said uh, this comes from henry mckenna he said quote we saw mac wilson coming out of alabama he played a lot early in cleveland uh, he played less for the last couple of years. Feel like he's a, a good addition. Happy to have him. Look forward to working with him. We'll see how that plays out. Again, I think the Patriots are making a conscious effort to get smaller. And yep. because of that, uh, and because of that, I, I this is why I see Jabril Peppers coming in because he can play that linebacker and that safety role. He can also play a little bit of cornerback and obviously Mac Wilson. They're right. getting smaller in the in the in the box and everywhere. So I would love this move. It's not going to be a splashy move, but it could be one of those really underrated Adrian Phillips types of moves. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I saw this today and I didn't even know he was out there. To be honest with you, um, this works out really well for them because if they were to somehow put um kyle duggar phillips and him on the field at the same time obviously lining one of them up at linebacker you could give opposing uh, offenses a lot of trouble because you don't know how those three are going to shift potentially so yeah uh that's a bill belichick thing for sure <laughs> i just got a uh, adam armbright i was actually on his his uh podcast yesterday one giant podcast uh he just former sportscaster colleague he just tweeted out to my tweet and said, uh, somebody saying pulling out the calculator would be somebody one year older. So <laughs> thanks, Adam. <laughs> you are the man. You are the man. Uh, and thank you so much for your uh, question, Articular Pack 6. I thought that was a good question. Um, yeah, good Alex question. comes in and says, if the Patriots did want to sign Odell Beckham, how much do you think we would pay him uh, with the Patriots' small cap space this season? I don't know what the Patriots pay him. I'm going to assume somewhere between the lines of like 11 to 13 million dollars a year probably nelson aguilar type of money i think that's where odell beckham jr is in his career now however don't forget they can structure that contract that the cap hit isn't much this year i think that 
if you look at like Deshaun Watson, his cap hits like a million dollars this year, something stupid like that. Yeah, I think that's what they would probably do with Odell this year. And if they, listen, they could pay him a lot of money. They could. It would just be incentive laden because of the injuries, and that may work out for both parties. You know, Odell could be worth that. You know, we're seeing receivers at twenty million dollars a year. They could say, Odell, listen, you're getting a million bucks this year. It's basically saying we don't know where you're going to be at, and then give them something incentive laden that's you know who knows how much actual money but hey if you want to meet those incentives if you get healthy if you pop good for you you're going to help this offense yeah i totally agree alex thank you so much thank you to all the patreon members who sent their comments and questions in and uh big shout out to miss the check who uh showed up to the hangout on friday night first time we saw him was good to see you uh i was texting mike going who the hell is this guy yeah uh we're really happy but mike i got one thing i got to say to you sure Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. You gonna slap me, bro? Dude, we cannot get away without talking about this slap, dude. <laughs> dude, it it was epic. So epic. I didn't watch the I didn't watch the Oscars. No, I didn't either. I, I like yesterday I was on such a high. Team Canada wins against Jamaica, qualify for the World Cup. That's all I really cared about. I go to bed. I wake up this morning. I see Will Smith and Chris Rock trending. I click on it. I assume that's because Will Smith won the Best Actor Award. And then I see the slap. And then I hear the audio. And I hear Chris Rock being like, dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke. (laughs) And I just... You know what? First of all, kudos to Chris Rock because he fucking took that like a man, didn't yep. break stride, kept smiling, and uh, just, but what the fuck, dude? Dude, I don't even know. I saw, like, even before I heard the slap, I just saw, like, the way Will Smith, like, kind of cocked himself, you know? Like, I was like, is he gonna, and then just bam. I was like, holy S. Just unbelievable. What's amazing about that whole thing is Will Smith was laughing at the joke. Yeah, and then came over. Yeah, And then looked over, saw Jada roll her eyes upset, and that fucking triggered him. And on he went. I thought it was staged for a bit, to be honest with I, you. I did too. When I, when I first saw it, I was like, is this staged? And then I watched it a second time, and I was like, I was like, there's no way. So what there's... was it that gave it away? I'll tell you after what did it for me, but what was it about it that gave it away that you didn't think it was staged? just the to see his reaction afterwards and then chris rock was just like he didn't know what to say like he kept going like you said kudos to him but if that was staged he would have had something like prepared after afterwards for it but the fact that you know will smith repeated like what two or three times you know keep keep uh my wife's name out of your effing mouth and the second time was like really uh you know i don't want to say vicious that's not the right word but really forceful i was like okay this isn't a joke anymore that was the part for me that got me i was just like chris rock looks an absolute shock right now right he looked like he had no fucking clue what was going on and you know my wife and i were talking about this tonight and i was like will smith is such a hypocrite like this is the dude that let's not forget made a career off of fat jokes yeah with uncle phil you know Mm -hmm. um he's tall he's told off-color jokes in the past uh, the thing is, just a week ago, he did this whole like motivational thing about winning the battle of your mind and all that shit. And I was going to put out a thing today, but go, I'm not perfect. Dude, you fucking got... First of all, you here's the thing. And I, I don't think people are really... I don't... Would you be surprised now 
if more comedians are getting slapped at comedy clubs when people don't like their jokes, then Will Smith, and that's what a lot of comedians were saying, Will Smith just opened up a door for people who aren't, you know, don't like the jokes being told whatever to get up on stage and start shit with comedians who already are in crowded clubs and already have a tough enough job. Yeah, so it, it, I'm glad you mentioned this because I think because of the, of the way our culture is right now, I think comedians have a hard enough job as it is. You know, I'm not going to bring up anyone in particular, but in the last couple of years, we've kind of seen the death of uh, some of these comedians that I don't necessarily think deserve it. Dave Even, Chappelle? Yeah, Dave Can Chappelle. Can we just put the name on the table? The yeah. guy whose name got dragged today more than Will Through Smith the mud and Chris for no Rock. reason. He yeah. got torn. I mean, I understand. Listen, he told some jokes about the trans community. It upset mm -hmm. them. I, I'm not somebody. I always say, like, if people are upset, you have to respect that people are upset. I hate when people yeah. are like, oh, what a fucking weaker generation. Or we're going right. to run up tampons because there's too many pussies. Like, shut the fuck up. People yeah. get upset. A bunch of right. fucking rednecks in Canada got upset, turned our flags upside down, and occupied Ottawa. You know what I mean? Like, people get upset and they react in different ways i'm never ever ever going to dismiss somebody for being upset about something so if dave chappelle said those kind of jokes sure he should get punished but i hate my thing that i hate is when people start comparing other situations to this situation dave chappelle did nothing wrong last night dave chappelle no. had nothing to do with the oscars and yet his name got fucking dragged in the mud all day yeah i mean i agree with you to to some extent like listen i've had some things in my life that people will make fun of me for i have a i have a hot and cold skin is how i'll put it sometimes uh you know if you say the right thing to me i will get pissed at you and won't talk to you other times i'm like you you know you could torch me i'll just be like yeah he's having fun he's having fun fun at my expense that that's what people do we all do it so listen i get both sides of this argument i think like you said comedians have a hard enough job as it is and Maybe we, we've opened Pandora's box here now where everybody's going to run up and slap the comedian they don't like for making fun of their favorite brand of tuna fish or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, and I think that's one of the issues. Listen, let's compare it back to us. And I'm not Chris Rock or Will Smith. Obviously, I'm not on that same level. They're way not below yet. me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we try to make this show entertaining. That's my whole thing to you. It's like we need to make this entertaining. Right. Have like, fun. I'll do the videos and be a little bit more serious in the short videos, but on the podcast, we need to make this entertaining. So luckily I'm a spirited, colorful person to begin with. And yep. I have a lot of views on a lot of different things and we work it in. We talk sports, we talk politics, we talk everything when right. shit needs to be serious. Like when Russia first invaded Ukraine, which actually should still be taken serious. But when that shit first yeah. hit, like we made a, we made a strong statement. I believe is fucking Vladimir Putin going to hear it. No. The, no, did anybody important hear it? Probably not, but our audience heard it and we needed to take a stance on something. So we yep. will get involved in when a things is. I've, I stay away from like making fun of disabilities and making fun of mental health and making fun of things. Um, it's even like in my conversation around Antonio Brown, I'm very, yeah, cautious. we danced around it cautiously. Oh. Yeah. To talk, you know, talking about his mental health. I will talk about the fact that he was fucking a TikToker that licks toilets. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ignore that part. I mean, when you're having sex with a toilet licker the day before you have a meltdown on the field and throw your Jersey in the crowd. I mean, right. I don't know what, I don't know what's worse in that story. Was it that he had the meltdown on the field or was it that he was fucking somebody who in the COVID challenge licked a public fucking toilet? <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Like that's the piece. And that's the piece I'll focus on. We can have fun. We can laugh about it. Right. That girl's like, if that girl's like, you know, I made a mistake. I was like, no, no, you got to live with that shit the rest of your life. You like the yes. fucking toilet. I tell my kids that all the time. Anything you say or do on the internet, you have to live with, even if you made a mistake. We've made mistakes on here. I've had to apologize for things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've gone too far in colorful jokes. Uh, I made a coronavirus joke once and related it back to Corona beer. And I gave myself an accent and I, I realized after like, fuck, I took that joke too far. I gave an apology. I meant it, but I got to fucking live with that the rest of my life. That's something that I have to live with. Well, well, here's the other part of this too, is people should be able to genuinely apologize. So Will Smith, I think, apologized to Chris Rock a little, little bit he ago. Did. And, they, and they're friends. So I'm going to take that as, you know, he said it mainly because of the media and the reaction, I think, but I am hoping that he also would have said something. Behind that's not forward. up to us to, right. to, to judge. Right. And right. that's what I hate. If he didn't apologize, he's a dick, right? If he apologizes, well, he's only apologizing a, because of right. the, the backlash. It's not good enough. And I hate that so much. And that's one of the biggest problems with our society. I think if somebody does come out and apologize, the media should not then turn around and say, well, that's not good enough. No, that's good enough. If it's good enough for him and Chris Rock, then who cares? Why Why do I care? I am not apologizing to you for Friday night, just so you know. No, I'm not either. Speaking of apologies, I will never apologize for following my most favorite Twitter account of all time. Mr. Oh, Mo Channel. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And this guy has been dropping some major, major shit on us. The last couple of days and on like us specifically or yes, like on Patriots? the on Patriots. Like oh, okay. not us, not us. Okay. I was gonna say, did you go start a beef with him? Are you kidding me? On Mo Channel? Who else is gonna tell you two days ago that per source Odell Beckham Jr. has signed a three-year deal worth forty-two million dollars with the New England Patriots? But there's more, Mike. There's more. There's Ladies more. and gentlemen, as per Mo Channel, so you know it's true because it's Mo Channel. Per source, the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are nearing a trade that will send Tom Brady back to New England for one year. Source added that New England is hopeful that Mac will learn and progress having sat a year behind the greatest hashtag Patriots. Mike, tell me something. Why do I get suspended from Twitter on a weekly fucking basis? Why do I get shadow banned on other social media places because of the language that I choose to use? But this guy can put out this kind of false information on a daily basis. Um, some people and people get mad about it. I don't. I laugh at Mo. No, like he, Connor and I make jokes about it. Yeah, and he knows it's satire and people buy into it. But how can you continuously do this and not like just get in trouble for it? I don't, dude, I don't know. Because at one point in time, like, listen, he he was playing it that it wasn't a character. He was trying to play like he actually had sources. We all know it's a character now. Dude, I don't know. Like, if you believe this Tom Brady thing, because he does have, like, an ardent, you know, group of supporters that think everything is real. Hey, hats off to you, because whew, if the if you believe speaking the Patriots disability, do that. Speaking whew, of disability. Sure. What kind of disability do you have to have to have a be a supporter of Mo channel because it's not one of the normal ones i'll tell you that much because this is a special fucking man-made one like in a lab somewhere because do you know how fucking i'm sorry if you're someone on here is listening who is one of these people i apologize but you have to be a fucking moron to believe anything that comes out of mo channels twitter account same with justin ramos so i think they're the same guy by the way (laughs) 
Yeah, Justin Ramos is pretty good too. Listen, the, only thing, the, only thing, the only thing that irritates me about Justin Ramos is that he gives opinions on shit, and they're all bullshit opinions. Like, and he tries to be so Boston radio about it. Ugh. And but he when he made up the COVID shit about Matthew Slater having COVID, that's what fucking yeah that me. that yeah that was over the line over the line and i think most people took it that way listen if you believe mo channel you probably have some kind of genetically altered you know super contagious form of uh i don't know <laughs> of what mike you you know I, I was gonna i was gonna say no 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 no, no, no you know what's funny because i can see i can see in your face right now you had a word in your head and you were sitting there going some kind of like and, and in your yeah. head your words I, are saying to say, I, I was gonna say going, i can't say that 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 listen i was gonna say gullible but unless nice yeah you're gonna use a different word for gullible yeah. i get it i get it listen i do that all the time do you know how many times i want to say something and i'm like you know you are just uh 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 the dipshit <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> because you just don't listen at any point i don't think you understand the risk that mike and i take at any point in our lives we can say one word and end our careers and everything all in one one file like one swoop which is why i love that we record this on patreon because if we ever did that i would just fucking delete it and <laughs> yeah, be like no no, no podcast tonight <laughs> <laughs> we both got we both got a cold yeah both got, we both got sick at the 47 minute mark of the podcast tonight <laughs> hey listen to this pro uh pff put this out today highest graded quarterback in a clean pocket last season a 95.9 rating who do you think it is mac jones joe burrow he's got a fucking really? offensive line now dude Ooh. Dude, 95.9 in a clean pocket. Scary. Scary. How good is Cincinnati going to be? Because I've heard a lot of people being like, oh, I think they're going to disappoint a lot of people this year. I'm like, I I think you're all fucking nuts. That was like people who thought that the the Kansas City Chiefs were one-hit wonders when they went to the overtime with the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Oh, they came back next year. What they do, they went to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. I I could see this this Cincinnati team going to -to back-to-back Super Bowls, even with all the competition in the AFC. Dude, it's it's incredible. They built a real offensive line in no time. You know, they we talked about it. They weren't letting Ted Karras leave. They weren't letting Lyle Collins leave. Um, you know, they could draft an offensive lineman this year with I think they have the thirty first overall pick would probably be a good pickup. But they don't even have to now because of the pieces they put in there already. So they're a wild card for what they can draft as well. Oh no, absolutely! It's it's insane and. Now, I mean, they're picking 31st overall this year, not first. So they can't really, it's not like they're going to be loading up on one of those top 10 picks. But, I mean, they spent a ton of dough on that offensive line. That defense still needs a little bit of work. I think they can address a lot of that in the defense. Yep. Bro, that team went from the first overall pick to the Super Bowl to the chance of being the top team and what I can only look at is the most competitive AFC that we've ever seen because when you think about it, when you want to talk about legitimate teams that could make the playoffs, that could make the playoffs, not win this report, but could make the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, and New England Patriots could all make the playoffs. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Baltimore Ravens could all make the playoffs. The Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts could all make the playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Denver Broncos, and the Chargers will all probably make the playoffs. It's just unbelievable, and yet Cincinnati could be the best team out of all of them. Yeah, it's crazy. Again, you at you you gave Joe Burrow an offensive line to make sure that he's not going to be the most sacked quarterback in the next century. Okay, next year. Um, 
what is, what can they they can put anything around around them that they want with their draft picks this year. They can double down. They can add to areas of strength. It's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous because normally a team that just went to the Super Bowl can't do that. So that's pretty impressive. Do you think the Rams would be open for a trade in trading the Patriots their conference spots? Yes, please. If the Rams come over to the AFC, come compete over here, the Patriots go over to the NFC, be the third best team, maybe the well, fourth. Yeah, if we gave them a first round draft pick, they'd probably, you know, die because they haven't had one of those. Do you want to hear a super hot take? You want my super hot take? Sure, go ahead. Do you know who I think the best team in the NFC is going to be this year? Go for it. The San Francisco 49ers. With Trey Lance? With Trey Lance, yes. With Trey Lance. That's a hot take, but I I think they're going to get I I think they're going to get better. I think they're going to get better in that draft. They got better in free agency. I think that San Francisco is a real team. To, you don't want to fuck with San Francisco. I think they're better than the Rams. I think that they're better than the the Buccaneers. I think I think the Buccaneers are taking another step backwards. To be real with you, you think so? I think they've been okay. they've they've done okay. They've lost yeah. offensive linemen. That's going to change things up. Yep. Uh, no, I, I mean Green Bay's taking a step backwards. Obviously, losing Devontae Huge Adams. Step back and. Uh, What's his name? MBS. We could see, and yeah, Scantling now in, in Kansas City. We could see an NFC Championship game that I'm, I'm going to blow everybody's mind here. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, yeah, I I said that last week. This is the year for uh, the Vikings to actually prove that they can do something. Let me throw out one other seriously crazy hot take. Sure. If there was ever a season. That the Detroit Lions were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, this could be the year. Yeah, yeah, it could. And I like what they're doing with that team. I know it's it's kind of flying under too. the radar, but I do too. I think that people are just they're lines in them, right? But yeah, I think we had to look. Like Cincinnati always bangled themselves, and here they are. Well, right? that's the that's the thing. Like the Cleveland Browns, you know, everybody. And listen, they're still the Cleveland Browns, but at least they're winning games. On like what? couple of years ago at this point so every team yeah. has to step up eventually you know all right i gotta show you this insane car accident today maybe sure. it's like actually maybe it's like watching the cleveland browns oh my god so this is in pennsylvania <laughs> it's that? insane watch this watch holy shit. is this in pennsylvania today yeah and this is just the start of it for those of you wow. watching Another tractor. We just had a tractor trailer crash. Oh. Another one. Here comes a car. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Oh. Just misses. But look, now watch this guy in the car here. So look, for them listen on the podcast. So guy's car got hit. He's now standing this is in front ridiculous. of his car. It's, it's snowing like crazy. It's fog. Together. There's no visibility. There's like a 40-car And it made, made the visibility the in front of his car down right to now. zero. This is the insanity behind it. it look at this. Look, 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 look. Oh, watch out. Watch out. Oh, my oh. God. He's okay. Shit. He survived. He didn't get Damn. hit. Look at my this car. Guy. The guy is his car rolling down the road. I want to. I need to get all my shit out of my car. Like but at it's this too point dangerous. in this video, like at this point, and all you can do is laugh. This right? That's fire. the Dodge Charger. That's the. This is oh, oh, I need to get the fuck off the road. Fire. Dude, this is like a game of fucking cards on the road right now. This is like Grand Theft Auto. You purposely cry, like start a big pile up with like forty cars and pull with a grenade. No, I mean this is this is, this is the the craziest. If you guys Look haven't seen fire. it, I'll, I'll share oh it on Twitter. God. I'll retweet it on Twitter. Go check me out at dpn underscore ray. 
there's legit a big truck on fire. Another car. You can hear if you're on the podcast, you can hear the boom. Yeah, this is The craziness is the trucks. What am I going to do about the charger? Look at the truck. I don't know what that truck is. Look at that one. Oh my God, those fires are crazy over there. Look at the fire. I'm not going over there. There's like nine trucks. Look, here's another truck just crashing over four cars. I've this never seen something this insane in my Woo. life. No. No, and all these people that are casually standing on, like, the side of the road, I would be getting the fuck out of there. Like, I would be yeah. behind the tree line at this it, point. It's, it's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm going to retweet it right now. It's from Imposter who tweeted it. Uh, it's up on my Twitter account, at DPN underscore Ray. You can go check it out there. Maybe we'll put it up on the Facebook page as well, uh, DPN Sports. And uh, Michael, drop it in the Discord. And uh, I can't drop it in halftime, but it is what it is. Yeah, um, so, Mike, let's move on. You want to talk about a car wreck as well? Sure. How happy are you that Josh McDaniels is no longer the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots? Because here's what Phil Perry tweeted today. Bill Belichick on losing Josh McDaniels. I repeat, Bill Belichick on losing Josh McDaniels. And I'm going to put two words. I'm going to put the last names in here just to drive it home. But one more time. Bill Belichick on losing Josh McDaniels. Quote, I think Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are pretty good coaches. Josh is a great coach. We've been through that multiple years. Says he wouldn't rule out anything when it comes to adding staff, but seems like he's not anticipating it. So, Bill, what's it like losing Josh McDaniels? I think that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are pretty good coaches. You're telling me that that's the upgrade over Josh McDaniels, Michael? I think it's the tight ends coach. I think they're just trying to be cute. But, uh, hey, you know, uh, there's a lot of coaching experience between those two great minds. They've both been head coaches, both done spectacularly. Uh, how could you go wrong with that? Nothing, nothing could possibly go wrong. Not one thing. It's fine. Everything's fine here. Every time I read something like that, and Mike Reese put out a piece today too, you guys can go over and read it, where he talks about how Matt Patricia is going to have this bigger role in the Patriots offense this year. Yeah, he might be. He'll probably work with Mac Jones. Bill Belichick is probably going to be working with Mac Jones as well. Every time I see this stuff pop up, I think of you. I think of you and Ross that night celebrating that Josh McDaniels is now with the Las Vegas Raiders, as if you guys are because you guys thought like, oh well, they'll bring in Bill O'Brien or they'll they'll bring in Freddie Kitchens or they'll. You guys had all these grander ideas of how the Patriots are going to upgrade at the offensive coordinator position. Number one, Bill Belichick said today there will be no defensive coordinator, no offensive coordinator because why not? Belichick doesn't believe in titles, uh, even though you and I have been saying give it to Gerard Mayo. He doesn't believe in titles. Uh, no off OC, no DC. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and the tight ends coach are going to be taking over the offense. Bill Belichick is going to insert himself where needed, and he has not made a decision who's going to be play calling like we'll ever know. That's oh, your upgrade, gosh. Michael. That's your upgrade. I'm feeling I'm feeling great about that position. I just, you know, having no OC, a second year quarterback, those two are a recipe for success. Like you can't you can't imagine. So. uh so are you saying that if there was an opportunity to bring back Josh McDaniels, you'd be open to the idea? Well, I don't think he's leaving the Raiders anytime. Well, so I'm just that. hypothetically, if there was a chance, if something happened and it turns out, you know, Davis and Mark Davis and 
McDaniel's meet and Dave's like, hey, what's your, your biggest plan for this year? And he's like, hey, I'm going to bring back Spygate and I'm going to set up cameras and Davis fires him and there's an opportunity to bring him back to New England to be the offensive coordinator. Would you be more open to the idea now than you would have, say, three weeks ago? Um, You'd yes. make Josh McDaniels yes. the head coach yes. right now over Matt Patricia and, and Joe Judge running the offense. Admit it. Yes. Yes, I would. Yeah, I uh, listen again. I think they do have a plan there. I think it's for, and his name escapes me right now, but the the tight ends coach to really develop into the play caller next year. I think uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are there to really kind of deflect maybe some of the blame and kind of mentor, which is fine. Like, I, I really have no problem with that. But if you were to tell me that, like, I'd rather have Josh McDaniels to be here for that official transition and take the heat, and then he would go off somewhere else next year. Yes, yes, I would rather have that. Did you see the draft hats yet? The draft hats? No. Yeah. Oh, are you ready for this? Let's do it. Ugh. Ugh. Ugly. So for those of you listening to the podcast, they are uh, black. It's a black top with a navy beak or in a navy button with a red Patriots with a white curse of New England. Of course, they're all the same across the NFL. Yeah. But just ugly as sin. I hate them. I hate them so much. I'm going to buy one because I'm a hat collector, so I have to have it. But they're ugly. The best draft hat the Patriots ever had was I want to say the Isaiah Wynn Sony Michelle year so that would have been what 2019 and that was the gray hat with the the blue beak and it said do your job with the Patriots logo in the front that was the draft hat that year I thought that was the sweetest hat this is ugly I don't want to see any of the draft picks having to wear this ugly piece of shit yeah so the 2019 hat I don't see the do your job it's like a blue with like a little stripe on that's the not in man they had to do your job draft cap one year okay yeah the one from last year is it wasn't terrible either but this this one is awful yeah that, this one's hideous i saw it today and i was like no like hat hat geeks knew it like as soon as that they came guy. out they knew they knew to send it to me because i just love that kind of stuff and i was like yeah yeah oh my god uh, i want to throw out a big shout out to uh andrea thome and I actually wrote a piece about it on Dean Blundell today. I did a video about it on Newsbreak. Uh, she said, officially canceled our Brown season tickets today and asked for a refund as they were paid in full. Very sad after 40 years as a fan, but this is uh, my line in the sand. I believe women, especially when there are 22 of them. That press conference did nothing to change my mind. I'm going to tell you why I respect the hell out of Andrea Thome at Andrea Thome. If anybody wants to go out and, you know, I'm going to retweet her right now. Anybody who wants to go out and, and show her some love as well, because there was a lot of people, Michael, who threatened to do this. There was a lot of people. I'm not sitting here saying I agree with her. I, I told you I resided myself to the fact that we cover the NFL and there's lots of shitty people. So it doesn't matter to me. But right. there's lots of people that are like, oh, I'm never going to watch another game again. How many times do you hear that? I'm never going to watch another game. Oh, oh, they brought in Deshaun. I'm never going to do it. Dude, this woman, 40 years as a fan, canceled her season tickets. Yeah. I mean, listen, good for her. I saw this when you originally tweeted it. Took a stand. Yeah, we always get su- super critical of people who don't do that. Listen, she took a stand. She stood, she stood by what she said, and she clearly means what she says. So good for her. I think society needs more people like this to kind of stick to their guns. If you say something, back it up. I agree. If you're going to do it, then do it. And I totally agree with it. Uh, Josina Anderson tweeted out today. 
I don't like this one, man. I'm told that the Ravens feel they have a very competitive offer to Bobby Wagner in comparison to the Rams. The focus of the Wagner pitch was his addition to an already stacked defense and his ability to add to his legacy with the balance of Baltimore's team per league source. Mike, here's where I go. As you know, I've been a big fan, hoping that the Patriots would bring on Bobby Wagner. I thought he'd be the perfect fit for this Patriots defense. Him and Matthew Judon just ripping up that left side. However, it's not going to happen. Let's move on from that. My God, Rams, sell Aaron Donald sell playing with Aaron Donald what Bobby Wagner can be because I'm telling you right now if Bobby Wagner goes to Baltimore it's going to be the reincarnation of a little less talented Ray Lewis and I do not want to see that in the AFC the Patriots are going to have to guess what play the Baltimore Ravens at some point this season no oh no 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 the Patriots got to play the Steelers this year not the not the Ravens because they came in second the Ravens came in third um but listen, I don't want that in the AFC. If if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, they do something at the receiver position. That defense, they got one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Adding Bobby Wagner would legit be like adding a Ray Lewis to the team. I don't want to see that happen. Let's go, Rams. Come on. Run it back, baby. Run it back, Bobby. Head on over to Los Angeles. Play with Aaron Donald. I'm just I'm, honestly, if they're looking to add him, I'm almost surprised that they let Von Miller go. But at the same time, Von got crazy money. Bobby may not be looking for that. So well, we'll see what happens. But yeah, if they added him to the Ravens, it's just well, that defense would be suffocating. Absolutely suffocating to the point of. Yeah, yeah I don't like, want to deal with it. I yeah, don't want to no. deal with it. I really don't. No, that'd be scary. And listen, we, we discounted the Ravens last year because. Lamar got really nicked up throughout the season. I think people are going to be kind of shocked to see what they're capable of this season if he's healthy. So Mike retweeted out today, tight end Jonu Smith plans to spend the offseason in New England as a full participant in the voluntary offseason program per a source. Smith did not do so in 21. Here's why, Mike. He was awaiting the birth of his daughter, and there were COVID considerations related to that. That's actually a big key piece because we a lot of us wondered why Jonu Smith wasn't around at OTAs. We now know why. Uh, looking for a second-year jump out of Jonu Smith. The Patriots, I believe, are committing to getting Smith more involved in the game plan. They have told Jakob Johnson that they're moving on from the fullback position, which tells yep. me that's going to involve more two tight end sets. It's going to involve Jonu Smith a whole lot more. And I think there's a lot of people out there who have doubted Jonu Smith. They've called him an overpay. I've been somebody steadily saying, I want to see what happens in year two. You blame Josh McDaniels. We all we we never blame Jonu Smith. That's what I'll put out there. We never put the blame on Jonu Smith. We always seem to blame everybody else. At this point, I'm not ready to blame Jonu Smith, even though I think there's got to be a little bit. We heard some rumors that he wasn't really picking up on the the playbook, but I'm not buying that shit because when he had that ball in his hands, he was super explosive. He was on the field enough. They didn't get him the ball. They didn't get him involved in the game plan. Hopefully, (laughs) the combination of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge will be able to do that, but I'm happy to see him there. The more reps he can get with Mac Jones, the better. And I think he's got to treat himself like this is his second year in the NFL and be almost like a, a sophomore now and really just try to, to gel with this team. Yeah, so I was going to say that, and I saw this news today. Johnny basically needs to hit the reset button, I think, on his career with the Patriots for the most part because, um, listen, he signed a long, lucrative deal with the Patriots that they, you know, he could be here for a while and he can be a weapon for a while. Um we saw it last year. He seemed to be off on timing routes. A lot of things that he w- he was being used for, he, it just wasn't quite there. If he can, like you said, get those extra reps in with Mac, if he can put in that little extra effort and have this second year pop, 
not, not only are we talking about a potentially different outcome for the offense in general, but all that noise from last year kind of goes away. I want you to try and guess what the comments are going to be like to the Johnny story. Okay. So I want you to okay. think of the YouTube. I want you to think of the YouTube comments yep. and I want you to tell me what percentage are going to be supporting Johnny Smith waiting for his bounce back? What percentage are going to be trashing him? And what are they going to think of our take that we don't blame Johnny and we think that he's going to take a big step into this year? Uh, I'll say about 20 to, to 80. So about 20% positive, 80% negative. <laughs> you have faith in our audience? Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, I have faith in our audience. And uh, a, a large portion, portion of that 80% negative just bashing us, saying he's trash, we need to trade him, uh, get Julio Jones, get uh, get OBJ in here and move on from the, the garbage that's on and the And 60, 60% of that is going to be is going to be just Sons and Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's crap. Always knew he was crap. Don't know why we brought him here, even though, you know, during the offseason last year, he was like the first big offensive si signing and everybody was hyped because he was a touchdown machine. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's funny how, how short. It, it's funny how short people's memories are. Oh, it's in, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, and let, Well, let's talk about short memories, shall we? Sure. Who are you? Because this one, this one actually made me laugh today. Zach Cox tweeted out, Belichick said he has a good relationship with Malcolm Butler. Called what happened in Super Bowl 52, quote, old news. Okay. I mean, it's not current news. It's not new news. I, yeah, it did I mean, happen, what, five years ago now? So I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. It's old news, but... I mean, this is this is pure Bill Belichick, and it's fine. It's, you knew somebody was going to ask this question, he, he was just going to be like, "No, we're not going to talk about it." No. Well, and you know what? I mean, someone tweet like someone responded to this tweet today, and they're just like, "What did they think he was going to say? Like, yeah, did they well, think he was going to give an answer?" Yeah. Well, what do you think's going to happen? They, yeah. Listen, he punched my kid. I can't stand him, but we're really hard up at the cornerback position, so. Uh, <laughs> Do you really think that that each other? What? Do you really Look. think that Butler took a swing at Belichick? A little Belichick? I don't know. Some people say him. Some people say Matt Patricia. I could see taking a swing at Matt Patricia. He sounds like he. Well, you just hate Matt Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. Next I thing you know, same. next thing you know, you're gonna tell me you took a swing at Josh McDaniels too. Yeah. Do you want to continue talking about short memories? Sure. Doug Kite tweeted out today. Oh, I love that guy. Bill Belichick on the Patriots' relative lack of signing and free agency this year, quote, spent a lot of money last year. Those guys are all young and under contract, end quote. <laughs> Again, another Bill Belichick. You don't, you know, what, what did you think you were going to get? Yeah, well, we could have moved a bunch of cap around, been real competitive, but uh, I didn't want to, so <laughs> nah. Yeah, so uh, it, it's you can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I thought I heard a crack in my microphone. So I thought I hear the crack is when you can't hear me after that. Um, no, you're good. No, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. Just as soon as I saw that he was doing a press conference today, yeah, and he didn't do one at the combine. You just knew all these stupid questions were gonna get asked, and I'm like, oh my god, like what fucking answers did you think you were gonna find out get out of him? Like. I don't 
He looked like he Has was. Has he in told prime anybody? Did you see him in his shorts and his yeah, shirt? yeah, his shorts. He's looking his... slim, eh? Yeah, he's looking like like a little fit. Like he took did some off season workouts, like trying to get all sexy for his woman. I don't know, but oh man, who knows? Could be his plan to attack the off season. Maybe that's why he's been slow. He's been like, guys, I'm working out. I'm trying to get in shape. I'm focusing on me. <laughs> this is me time. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying yeah. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, another another day in Patriots land, Michael, and uh, yes, another sir. day on the podcast. And with that, let's turn up the music. Let's get into it. Let's say goodbye, Michael. Good night, everybody. Music's loud. Music's going. That means it's time to say goodbye on the Dear Pat Sanchez podcast with Ray Route. My name is Ray Route. Don't forget to check out my website, rayroute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. Get all my uh, all my content over there. You can also find our merch store. Find me on the Halftime app. Download the Halftime app. Look up Ray Route. Uh, partnering up with, uh, we've partnered up with Halftime. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff happening over there. Right now, I'm just posting stuff. You'll see exclusive content coming in the next couple of weeks. they got some great features coming. If I can, if I can explain the halftime app to you, it's like the mixture of Reddit and Twitter without the toxicity. They, they, they get rid of all the toxicity. Go check out the halftime app. Check me out on the Newsbreak app. Download the Newsbreak app or go to www.newsbreak.com. Look up Ray Route. Get my content over there. You can also find me on the Dean Blundell Network over at DeanBlundell.com. I'm a blogger for them. You can also find the podcast over there. But you can find hundreds, or at least 124, other content creators and podcasters. It's got news, politics, entertainment, sports, everything that you need. Uh, it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's satire. DeanBlundell.com. And uh, make sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash DPN Sports, right? Five bucks a month. You get access to me. You get your comments and questions answered on every episode of the Dear Pat's Nation podcast. And uh, don't forget, you get to hang out with us every single Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time for three hours of unadulterated fun. And with all that being said, don't forget, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what's going on in your life, you're all legit, kid. I'm 35 years old. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. To the Blue Hotel I wanna live at the Blue Hotel The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares It's for the open-minded The pleasure seeker It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.